What is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your other host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Thank you so much to everybody who has been listening to our series on Gabby Petito. Thank you, everybody, who has requested another episode. When we left off, we discussed a fight between Gabby and Brian taking place on August 12th in Moab, Utah. But a lot has happened since then, including newly released footage from August 12th. And as many, if not all of you know, Gabby was tragically found deceased in Wyoming after extensive searching. And our hearts really go out to her family and friends during such a difficult and unimaginable time. And a lot of you guys are wondering why it's taken us so long to release this. So obviously, of course, you know, after Gabby's remains were found, we felt like we wanted to step back a little bit, at least for a few days or a week or so, um, because we know this is such a difficult time for her family. And also, we were hoping that more information would come out regarding what happened to her. So we do have a little bit more information, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're just going to give you a rundown of all the facts and the details that we know thus far. And also, you know, this story is not over. Brian is still out there. There's still so much left to be uh, discovered. So let's begin where we left off. This is part four of the Gabby Petito case. So let's get into it. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Sometimes Daphne and I are doing research for Going West, and we subscribe to different newspapers from all around the country, and then we forget to unsubscribe. But that's exactly why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You'll be able to see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, Rocket Money can help you cancel it in just a few taps. It is seriously that easy. And that's why Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash going west. That's rocketmoney.com slash going west. rocketmoney.com slash going west. So just as a little recap, on September 11th, 2021, 
Gabby Petito's family reported her missing to the Suffolk County Police Department. Then on September 15th, Brian Laundrie was officially named a person of interest and Northport PD explained that Brian was, quote, hindering the investigation. Now let's be clear about this. A POI and a suspect are two very different things. So on the 15th, Brian was still free to go about his life unbothered by law enforcement and there was nothing legally the police could do. This is a statement that was released by Brian's attorney regarding him being named a person of interest. Quote, Many people are wondering why Mr. Laundrie would not make a statement or speak with law enforcement in the face of Ms. Petito's absence. In my experience, intimate partners are often the first person law enforcement focuses their attention on in cases like this. And the wearing that any statement made will be used against you is true. Regardless of whether my client had anything to do with Ms. Petito's disappearance. As such, on the advice of counsel, Mr. Laundrie is not speaking on the matter. I have been informed that the Northport, Florida police have named Brian Laundrie as a person of interest in this matter. This formality has not really changed the circumstances of Mr. Laundrie being the focus and attention of law enforcement, and Mr. Laundrie will continue to remain silent on the advice of counsel. The very next day, which was September 16th, Joe Petito, who's uh, Gabby's father, along with the Northport PD, held a press conference and pleaded to the Laundry family for Gabby's safe return and to cooperate with the investigation that was taking place. Here's an official statement, again provided by the Petito family attorney. It read, Please, if you have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Tell us if we're even looking in the right place. All we want is for Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. On the night of the 16th, Good Morning America teased a portion of an interview with Brian's sister Cassie Laundrie, who said that she had not seen her brother since his return to Florida on September 1st. The next morning, the rest of that brief interview was released to the public, and Cassie said, quote, Obviously, me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister, and my children love her. And all I want is for her to come home safe and found, and for this to just be a big misunderstanding. Well, news broke yesterday that says otherwise, but we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, and that's why we're kind of doing this little recap so that you guys remember certain things that were said because it's relevant to what we're going to talk about today. So we had mentioned as well the tragic double homicide that occurred in Utah of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner. And on September 17th, Utah police determined that those murders were not connected to Gabby's case. As of two days ago, from when we're releasing this episode, police were still asking for new leads and tips in solving Kylan and Crystal's murders. Also on September 17th, Brian Laundrie's family requested the presence of police at their home. And we watched this happen in a live news recording and this is when a lot of citizens believed that Brian was going to be arrested. This was a live stream. We talked about it in the last update. Again, there were tons of protesters outside of the laundry home in Northport, Florida, some with megaphones shouting that they wanted justice for Gabby. And by the way, news reporter Brian Enton of News Nation is a fantastic resource to follow with updates in Gabby's case as well. We've been following him on Twitter and he's just, he's in Florida and he's just on it. So back to the night of September 17th. 
no one was taken into police custody and police eventually left, leaving the public wondering what the visit could possibly be about. Well, that same night, Brian's attorney, Stephen Bertolino, put out this statement. Be advised that the whereabouts of Brian Laundrie are currently unknown. The FBI is currently at the Laundrie residence removing property to assist in locating Brian. As of now, the FBI is now looking for both Gabby and Brian. In the live video from that night, you can see officers enter the laundry home with brown evidence bags, and they also remove items believed to belong to Brian from a silver convertible in the laundry's driveway. Now, this sort of contradicts an earlier statement by police that they knew exactly where Brian was, so people were really confused by this. On Saturday, September 18th, police began to search the vast Carlton Wildlife Reserve located in Venice, Florida, about 16 miles west of the Laundry's home in Northport. This reserve has more than 80 miles of hiking trails and is currently flooded from heavy rainfall, making it super treacherous terrain to search through. Meanwhile, the FBI, along with Gabby's stepfather, Jim Schmidt, were conducting their own search in the Grand Teton National Park for Gabby. By the end of the day of looking for both Brian and Gabby, nothing was found and the search was called off for the night, only to resume the next morning. Also, I forgot to mention that a statement was made on the 17th from Gabby's family that said, all of Gabby's family want the world to know that Brian is not missing, he is hiding, Gabby is missing. The FBI Denver office tweeted on September 18th that a ground survey was being conducted in the Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area located in Wyoming. Now, we previously talked about a woman named Miranda Baker who had claimed to have given Brian a ride near that area. Yeah, she was the woman that was on TikTok. Yes. So we talked about her TikTok in the last, uh, in part three. So we later found out that a tip to police was made by a full-time traveling family that they had seen Gabby's van in the Spread Creek camping area while trying to find a place to camp for the night. We posted this on our socials, but in case you don't follow us and you didn't see that, we're going to go into those details. The couple's YouTube name is Red, White, and Bethune, and on August 27th, they entered the campground at approximately 6 to 6.30 p.m. They drove toward the back of the campground on a gravel road until they came across a white transit van with Florida plates. The family kind of wanted to stop and talk to the vehicle owners because they were also from Florida, but when they passed the white van, it didn't appear that anyone was there, so they kept going, but eventually headed back to the front portion of the campground. But while editing the video from their GoPro, you know, after they had heard about Gabby's case, this is, you know, weeks later, the couple realized that they had caught the van on camera. And on top of that, they realized it was connected to the Gabby Petito case. So uh, something that we did again on our socials is we compared this video, you know, they, they actually did a separate video about the van and about Gabby. And they slowed it down as they're passing the van. And you can see that many of the stickers match the ones that were on Gabby's van, according to the photos taken by the FBI. So it, it's confirmed to have been their van. Yeah, I think this is wild because 
this couple, you know, they, they didn't imagine that they were going to come across Gabby's van. They were just trying to find a, a place to camp for the night. And then they had one GoPro that was faced forward uh, in their van and then one that was faced to the side, I think she said. And that's the GoPro that actually caught the images of the van. Yeah, and a lot of people were kind of, you know, picking this video apart. It looks like behind, right behind the van, like outside the back doors of the van, there is a sandal, like a flip-flop that matches one that Gabby wore in previous Instagram posts. So there was a lot of comparing going on. Um, And we put the link to that YouTube video in the description of this episode if you guys want to watch it. Yeah, and a lot of people also mentioned that they could see someone digging in the background of the video. I couldn't really see that. I couldn't either. Yeah, I I didn't notice anything. Um, If you did, that's okay too. So then on Sunday, September 19th, 2021, the FBI announced that they had recovered human remains in a very remote area consistent with the description of Gabby Petito. This was relayed in a very heartbreaking press conference. And we're going to play a little clip for you guys right now. Michelle Weber. First and foremost, on behalf of the FBI personnel and our partners, I would like to extend sincere and heartfelt condolences to Gabby's family. Joe and Tara Petito and Jim and Nicole Schmidt. As every parent can imagine, this is an incredibly difficult time for the family and friends. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. We ask that you all respect the privacy as they mourn the loss of their daughter. As you are aware, FBI personnel, in coordination with our partners at National Park Service, the Forest Service, Teton County Sheriff's Office, and Jackson Police Department, have been conducting an investigative activity in the vicinity of the Spread Creek um, dispersed camping area. Earlier today, human remains were discovered, consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. The cause of death has not been determined at this time. We appreciate your continued support and patience as we work through this process. The vicinity around Spread Creek Campsite will remain closed to the public until further notice. This is an active and ongoing investigation. So we ask everyone maintain distance from law enforcement personnel and equipment, vehicles and related activity for their own safety, as well as to protect the integrity of our work and respect privacy for Gabby's family. Yeah, this was such a heartbreaking conference and you can just hear him getting so choked up. Heath and I were in our living room and we were just sitting, we both had it on our separate cell phones and we were just blown away by the news because, you know, we didn't know if it was going to be her. Nobody did, of course. And part of us felt like it can't be, you know, like there's there's just no way. Because I think a lot of us also didn't think that if if she was killed, that she would be in Wyoming. Personally, I thought that she would have been left somewhere maybe they hadn't been, you know, somewhere a little more discreet. So this was really, really shocking and devastating to actually hear those words. Yeah, and I think all of us really hoped that it wasn't going to be Gabby. I think we just hoped that she was going to be found alive. And to have that confirmation, I think, just broke everyone's hearts. Later that day, Joe Petito posted a photo of Gabby standing in front of a mural with painted angel wings. And the photo was captioned, hashtag Gabby Petito, she touched the world. 
it was confirmed that the remains sadly belonged to Gabby. So now Gabby was found deceased and Brian had been missing since the previous Tuesday, which was September 14th. The Laundry family told the FBI that Brian had left that afternoon to go on a hike in the Carlton Reserve and never returned home. Brian was still only a person of interest at this time, so police said even if they did find him, they would just return him home to his parents. So on Monday, September 20th, the day after Gabby's body had been found, police issued a search warrant of the laundry home. And as we know, with the dispute that happened between Brian and Gabby on August 12th, there would have been a 911 caller who reported this dispute. And that 911 call was actually recently released. So the day of this incident in Moab, the caller explained that they saw Brian Laundrie slapping Gabby in the face. Of course, the man didn't have the names, but it ended up being Brian and Gabby. And then he started chasing her up the sidewalk. On September 21st, the body found in Wyoming was officially determined to be Gabby's per the autopsy report that currently still has not been released to the public. And the manner of death, according to the Teton County coroner, was homicide. Heath and I were really hoping that the autopsy reports would be released because, you know, how she died is of great importance to this entire story. And we watched in a video this morning with um, the Palm Beach County State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg. He mentioned that they likely will not be releasing those reports until after Brian is arrested and questioned. Because as we know from other cases, police like to keep some important details of unsolved cases under wraps so that those details can be used when questioning a suspect. And Dave also mentioned that, for example, like let's say they were questioning Brian and he says, I didn't strangle her. Then they can use that and say, well, how did you know she was strangled? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's how it can be helpful. And of course, the strangle quote is just an example that he used. We have no idea how Gabby died. We just know that it was homicide. So I actually emailed the coroner very kindly, and I asked him, you know, when or if he knew when the reports would be released, but I did not hear back. So this is very typical in a criminal investigation, and this is why it's so important to find Brian and question him. So on this same day that the autopsy was conducted, on Tuesday, September 21st, investigators continued their search of the Carlton Reserve in Venice, Florida, looking for Brian Laundrie and a team of divers joined the search in the very swampy terrain as well. Yeah, this terrain, by the way, you know, like we said, it was very flooded, so they did have swamp buggies, and they had helicopters, canine units. I mean, they had the whole, the whole gamut of searching resources at their disposal. So, you know, every single day they were at that reserve looking for Brian. And remember, they were at this location because that's where Brian's parents said that Brian had been camping when, when they last had heard from him. Now, in one of the biggest updates that we have for you guys today, which was on September 23rd, an official arrest warrant was issued for Brian Laundrie in connection with his activities after the death of Gabby, but not for her death. The arrest warrant is for use of unauthorized access device. This basically explained that Brian withdrew money that, quote, affected interstate commerce. The FBI stated that between August 30th and September 1st, Brian used a debit card and a PIN to access two separate bank accounts. 
Apparently, Brian stole over $1,000 that didn't belong to him. Two days later, on September 25th, two rewards totaling the amount of $30,000 were put up for any information leading law enforcement to the location of Brian. And I heard that recently that price has gone up to $180,000. And regarding this charge against Brian for the bank card fraud, there's not that many details that have been released on it, but we do know that he withdrew or spent more than $1,000 using a Capital One card. So we don't know if this was like Gabby's card. Uh, we weren't able to find that for sure. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that information has really even been released. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whose card it was, but I'm assuming that it was probably Gabby's if, you know, if he withdrew that money between August 30th and September 1st. And just to be a little bit more clear on this, I mean, I'll read you exactly what the arrest warrant says. It just says, from on or about August 30th, 2021, through and including on or about September 1st, 2021, in the District of Wyoming and elsewhere, the defendant, Brian Christopher Laundry, knowingly and with intent to defraud, used one or more unauthorized access devices, namely a Capital One bank debit card ending in 8774 and a personal identification number for Capital One bank accounts ending in 0525 and 8665, and by such conduct obtained things of value aggregating to $1,000 or more during that period, which affected interstate commerce. So kind of a, a summary of what Heath and I just said, but that's, that's all it says. There was also a candlelight vigil held for Gabby in her hometown, which is Blue Point, New York. On Sunday the 26th, a memorial service was held at Maloney's Hallbrook Funeral Home in Hallbrook, New York, at noon, which was open to the public and about a thousand people attended this uh, memorial. And Joe Petito, as well as Gabby's stepfather Jim, spoke at this memorial. Joe said, quote, I want you to be inspired by Gabby. That's what we're looking for. If there's a trip that you guys want to take, take it now. Do it while you've got the time. If there's a relationship that you're in that might not be the best thing for you, leave it now. And Jim Schmidt said, parents aren't supposed to bury their children. That's not how this is supposed to work. The Petito family attorney explained that the family was asking for donations to a foundation that Joe Petito set up in Gabby's name. And that website is GabbyPetitoFoundation.org. And they currently don't have a mission statement. I think they're probably still working on that. But they did post their first fundraiser, which is set for Sunday, October 17th from 1 to 7 p.m., which is an all-ages event at a music venue called 89 North Music Venue, located in Pachogue, New York, where multiple bands will perform, including the Christian Cabrera Band, Afterburn, Justice, and Halfbreeds. So there is a $20 donation for that event, but there's going to be food and music, and it is open to the public. Reported on September 24th, so a few days before Gabby's memorial, the Laundry family attorney explained that Brian had left his home on September 14th without his wallet or his cell phone. But later it would be revealed that Brian actually purchased another cell phone at an AT&T store on September 14th with an older woman. And this would be the same day that Brian was last seen. I also read reports that, that he bought this phone on the 4th of September, so it's kind of unclear which day he actually bought it. 
But I would say that most articles are saying that he bought it on the 14th, the day he was last seen. And apparently this phone is now in FBI's possession. So they are analyzing it. Nobody knows where Brian's old phone is. The one that's seen in the video footage from Moab. Yeah, so kind of weird. I mean, I don't know why he would buy a phone and then just leave like and then yeah. and, and leave the phone. I, I don't know what's the purpose of even buying that phone. That's why I was thinking it would maybe make more sense to buy it on the 4th. So he had like 10 days with a new phone, but we just don't know right now which one's true. Also, I read in multiple articles that this phone was not a burner phone. Well, that's good to know, but makes you wonder why he had this other phone. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. So members of the Petito family decided to get matching tattoos in honor of Gabby, which were identical to the one that Gabby had herself. One said, let it be with a wave next to it and the other said belief. Also during this time, reality TV star Dwayne Chapman, or as most know him, Dog the Bounty Hunter, had inserted himself into the search effort for Brian. He was seen outside of the laundry home, knocking on their door, but received no answer. And I heard kind of actually, a funny video. yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a publicity thing. You know, he's standing in front of the house. A bunch of people are taking pictures of him. But I did read that Roberta Laundrie, who's Brian's mother, actually called the police on Dog the Bounty Hunter when he came knocking at their door. So it also was determined that the search efforts at the Carlton Reserve, by the way, would be scaled down based on intelligence. Yeah, so there were these big grand searches going on in the very beginning. But since it has been two weeks uh, since Brian has 
vanished, you know, seemingly vanished, they kind of scaled back their large searches in the Carlton Reserve. And also it was really sweet. I mean, a bunch of flowers started getting delivered to the laundry home that were kind of like a makeshift memorial for Gabby. So flowers for Gabby on the laundry home, which was like a nice gesture, but also like a, it's kind of like a, you know. It's kind of a fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They had a memorial set up on the laundry, like front lawn actually. Um, But then people started sending them like directly to the laundry's front door, like their front porch. And all of them were addressed to Gabby. And by the way, I just want to mention that nothing that we're going to talk about as far as Dog the Bounty Hunter has been verified whatsoever. So don't come after us. We're just reporting what's going on in the investigation right now. And he has inserted himself. You know, I think because he's a reality star, a lot of people just think they're like, I don't want to hear about this. This is so silly. And it is pretty silly. But, you know, if he is actually out there looking for Brian, I mean, we're just adding these details in because it is somewhat relevant. But, you know, take it how you will. So Dog the Bounty Hunter apparently received some sort of intel four days ago that Brian and his family had been camping in the DeSoto campground located in Florida in early September. And by the way, this actually was corroborated. Roberta Laundrie, Brian's mother, apparently had initial reservations for the campground for August 31st for two people. But then she had changed that reservation to include a third person on September 1st to the 3rd, and also September 6th through the 8th. That's just so suspicious to me. Yeah, it's very weird that she added on another person. And this campground, by the way, is located in St. Petersburg, Florida. The Laundry's attorney just stated that Cassie Laundrie, Brian's sister, did actually have contact with Brian when she saw him on September 1st, which is when he visited her home, and then again on September 6th at Fort DeSoto Campground. So now we know that she definitely lied about not seeing Brian upon his return to Florida. Yesterday, which is Thursday, September 30th, the FBI made a statement saying, the FBI is at the laundry home today to collect some personal items belonging to Brian that will assist canines in their search for Brian. There is nothing more to this. The FBI has also now obtained all surveillance videos from the DeSoto campground and they're you know, currently analyzing this video. The Petitos recently had this to say, The Laundries didn't help us find Gabby, and they're sure not going to help us find Brian. Interestingly enough, camp hosts and personnel were requested not to talk about Brian Laundry, and we're not sure if this was asked by law enforcement or by the owners of the campground in the park, but all I know is I saw a video and one of the workers at the, at the camp store said, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about this. So really quick, while we're on the topic of Brian's parents, um, I mentioned that we had watched, you know, kind of an interview this morning with the Palm Beach County State Attorney, Dave Ehrenberg. And in this interview with um, News Nation Now, he also explained, you know, why Brian's parents haven't been charged with a crime. And I know a lot of people have asked, you know, why haven't they been arrested? Well, according to Dave Ehrenberg, It's because there's not enough evidence to convict them of anything. A lot of us think that Brian's parents, you know, either know where he is or what he more than likely did to Gabby. So let's say his parents bought him a plane ticket to help him escape. If they helped him clean the van after Brian returned from Wyoming alone. If they're keeping vital information at all from the police. 
you know, if this is happening and this evidence is discovered, there would absolutely be grounds to charge them as accomplices. But right now, you know, nothing like that is is known to police. Yeah, and I think that the FBI is looking for that information as well. Also, by the way, you know, speaking in regards to this campground, Fort DeSoto, and the time that uh, the Laundries were camping there, a couple named the Newsoms, who are also from Florida, they said that they were camping at the very same time as the Laundries in that campground, and their campsite was right next to theirs. So there is actually a photo because this uh, this couple was looking back through their photos from that camping trip. And there's a picture where it looks like Brian is in the background. It looks like he's walking past. And honestly, this is probably one of the most, I would say, reliable photos I've seen. Well, you know what's funny about this photo? I'm looking at it right now. So it's a woman and she's taking a selfie with three other people in the background. And then behind them is a big lawn. And on that lawn is what looks like a man walking by. And this man on the lawn is so far away, there's no discernible details. But for some reason, looking at it, even without zooming in, I'm like, that's Brian. And there has been so many photos of people saying, is this Brian, you know, the trail cam footage, or, you know, this guy was seen at this, um, this gas station. And I've never thought it looked like him. But for some reason, this photo is so far away. And I'm still like, I think that's him. Yeah, and I definitely want to wait to see if it's verified. Obviously, I'm not going to put it out there and say, that is him, but it does look like him. Well, I think knowing that he was at a campground with his parents right next to this group, it would even make more sense that that would be him. So we're posting the photo on all of our socials so you guys can see it and you can let us know what you think. But also, the the group was interviewed about being next to the laundry family when they were camping. And they said, you know, they kept to themselves. They were there. Yeah, they and were then, really quiet. Yeah. And then they said they were there and then they were gone. So they didn't talk to them or anything like that. But it's it's definitely very interesting to hear about this. So I also forgot to mention earlier when we were speaking about Gabby's remains being found that another body was actually found within within this time frame. So there was a missing 46-year-old man from Houston named Bob Lowry. And he went missing on August 20th. But due to some tips that came in, his remains were actually found on a wooded slope in the area of Teton Pass in western Wyoming. So during the search for Gabby Petito, there were so many tips coming in. And somehow this led to Bob Lowry's remains being found. Which is amazing. And it kind of goes to show you, you know, with these kind of rural parts and, and national parks... How, how many people go missing and how many people's bodies and remains could be out there. So it's great that at least one other, you know, resolution came from, from looking for Gabby, but uh, how sad. Yeah, very, very sad. And we also posted, you know, two other people went missing in the Tetons during that time. So, you know, it's very important to get their stories out there too. Yeah, and it's crazy because when we were doing, you know, all the social media updates on Gabby's case in the very beginning, we had posted about Bob Lowry going missing on August 19th. So it's it's really crazy that his remains then were found. But there still is another missing man, missing Irish man actually named Keen McLaughlin, C-I-A-N. And he was last seen in June of this year, actually June 8th. And he was hiking in the Lupine Meadows trailhead. And he is a 27-year-old male. He's about six feet tall. He has long hair, a mustache. 
and he is currently still missing. And by the way, there are currently 710 indigenous people, who are mostly women, that have been reported missing over the past decade in Wyoming. So it's really important for us to share those stories as well. We've been uh, reposting and retweeting those, those cases so that you guys can see them, and we'll do our best to cover them in the future. Absolutely. So going back to the campground. So apparently there has been no police activity within the DeSoto campground. Only Dog the Bounty Hunter following what he says are leads and searching the area with his own canine unit. There are several different islands in the area that Dog the Bounty Hunter is searching, but police remain vigilant in their own search, which continues in the Carlton Reserve where the Laundries told police that Brian had disappeared in. And Dog and his team say that they have found personal items they believe belong to Brian, but this has not been verified. Boats, helicopters, and swamp buggies are still being used as resources to look for Brian in the Carlton Reserve. And when asked if anyone knew where Brian's original phone is located, by the way, Brian's attorney simply said no. And just a couple days ago, the FBI was seen on camera searching a camper van outside the laundry house that belongs to the laundries. And it looks like possibly DNA was obtained from the camper, but we cannot be sure on this yet. I want to talk a little bit about some incidents that occurred at the laundry home in early September that we haven't discussed yet, as it was recently released to the public. So two calls to police were made on September 10th, which is just one day before Gabby was reported missing. Both of those calls were reported as, quote, problem settled. Northport police say that they were not the right outlet to report a missing person because this missing person was out of a different state. And this was per Josh Taylor, who's the spokesperson for the Northport PD. So somebody had actually made a call to police on September 10th, actually two calls, and I'm kind of assuming that this might have been Gabby's family because at this point, they don't know where she's at. But again, the Northport PD said that this is kind of out of their jurisdiction since this missing person was in a different state. Well, it's weird because then they took everything a little bit more seriously the next day on September 11th and opened an official, you know, investigation for her. Exactly. So as you mentioned, you know, September 11th, that was the day that Gabby was reported missing. So another call was made to police, but no police action was needed. And that was in the report. So a couple days ago, which was September 30th, a new portion previously unknown to the public was released of that August 12th incident with police in Moab. In the video, Gabby explains that she hit Brian, and when police ask if he had hit her, she says, I guess, but I hit him first. Now, the officer in the video inquires about a scratch on Gabby's face and also a bruise or a mark on her arm. Gabby explains that Brian grabbed her by her face and that she can feel the cut because it, quote, burns. So we know that the physical activity between Brian and Gabby was not just Gabby hitting Brian, but Brian also assaulting Gabby. And it feels as though she's taking all the blame, which many previously thought about the very first video that was released. A lot of people said, you know, it seems like she's taking all of the blame for this incident and that, you know, she's kind of protecting Brian in this situation. And this video is just really tragic to watch, but even more so it paints this picture of the situation that unfolded in Utah. So. We know that there were some problems going on between Gabby and Brian. 
So apparently an outside and unaffiliated law enforcement agency is reviewing the incident that happened on August 12th just to see if the Moab Police Department handled the situation correctly. And we're really interested to hear about what the report states in the end because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people talking about the the different things that the cops said because there's so many different police at the scene and there's so many different videos and people are like, oh, I want to see what the the female cop said. And uh, there's just a lot to review. So I, I think that'll be interesting to know. There have been a lot of theories and a lot of speculation as to where Brian could be if he is still alive, which we just can't be sure. But let's try to sift through some misinformation. So someone on the internet spread the rumor that Brian may have accidentally gone live on his Instagram this past Monday. In this live, it shows a boat in a dark body of water, then apparently the video ends. It's like uh, from an above view, like if someone's standing on the on a boat and you see part of the boat that looks like, I think it was like an aluminum boat, it's like a small boat, and then you see the water. Yeah, and it was only about like, what, two or three seconds long? Yes, it was very short. But it was spotted in the video that the Instagram video was missing an overlay of the word live and also a numeric count of viewers, which is always displayed in Instagram live videos. So this was deemed fake. And also, I heard people say that it didn't even come from his actual Instagram handle, because as we know, there's a lot of fake Brian and Gabby profiles out there, and that's been happening for weeks, and it's really muddying shit up. And to date, there is no information that Brian had accessed social media since he vanished. So this video has again been deemed fake. It should not be used as information in this case at all. So for anyone out there who was wondering, this is not real. There have also been a lot of very blurry photos shared from all around the country and even the world that people think may be Brian, which we kind of touched on earlier. But none of those photos have been verified. So it's awesome that, I mean, people are circulating these photos in case it is him. But uh, so far, none of them have been confirmed. And then one last thing about Dog the Bounty Hunter. So he has been making some claims. You know, he found an empty Monster Energy drink in DeSoto Park that he believes was Brian's. I don't know why he would think this. There's really no evidence that it was. And even if it is, I, I don't know why that would really matter personally. He also says that he's hot on Brian's trail. But we really don't know if this is true. Multiple news outlets are now trying to speak with Brian's sister, Cassie, but she simply refuses to speak after her interview with ABC News on September 17th, three days after Brian vanished, when she told reporters that she hadn't seen Brian. She also told reporters that day that she was getting her information from the news like everyone else, but we don't think anyone really believes that. So this is the latest update on Gabby's case and the whereabouts of Brian Laundrie. And we'll keep you guys updated as new information comes in.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details.